take your photography to the next level with iPhotography Plus. The only online community which gives you personal feedback on your photography, monthly video critiques, competitions, exclusive training videos, a flourishing community, and so much more. For more details, check out iPhotography.com forward slash podcast. So welcome along to the next episode of the iPhotography podcast. Today, we are talking to George Walker. George is a Scottish-based, a Glasgow-based, most specifically, street photographer. Um, and he has got some amazing images in the iPhotography gallery. And, and street photography is one of those kind of areas that a lot of people, I say struggle with, a lot of people kind of are a bit wary of because of what it entails, you know, taking pictures of people on the street when they're not looking or when they are looking at you. And that can kind of be a little bit disconcerting for a new photographer or, or even a more seasoned one, really. So this is why I thought it was really interesting to actually sit down and talk with George about his work because he's been doing photography for a number of years now um, and he's done a little bit of everything really there's there's a bit of kind of um, portraiture in his in his uh, portfolio as well as nature work but street photography seems to be something he's very comfortable and confident with uh, and I thought he may have a little bit of advice some tips for people that are looking to kind of break into that area or people that just want to try it out a little bit more and find out how to actually do it without upsetting people and how to do it kind of quite openly and honestly. Uh, so we've got George waiting in the wings. We're all ready to go. Um, and thank you very much for listening. I should say in the meantime as well, if this is your first time and listen to the iPhotography podcast, thank you very much. Please make sure you uh, subscribe, you follow, do whatever's necessary to be able to catch all the other episodes. It really, really, really helps us out. Um, so yeah, on with the show. So welcome along to the next episode of the iPhotography podcast. Today, we've got George. So thank you very much for joining us, George, on today's show. I hope you're well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And so, I mean, obviously, not everyone will know you, um, you know, as a photographer, and they may not have necessarily seen your images if they aren't part um, of the iPhotography gallery. So just really for, for kind of, I suppose, familiarity purposes and a bit of a backstory, um, can you kind of give us a little bit of, uh, you know, a history really to your photography as to when you first picked up a camera to where you are now? Well, I'd probably say I picked up my camera when I was, first camera I picked up was when I was really young. It was probably your old 35mm disposable cameras. Used to love using them um, to take pictures. But then as time developed, I fell away from it. Uh, through different reasons, I take lo- I would take lots of pictures, but never ever got them developed. Um, but then I fell away, and uh, maybe about five, six years ago, I decided to come back to it. Uh, and it's it's been since then. I've been getting more involved, obviously doing the course for high photography on the the like the basic sort of course understanding and doing the portrait course. Yeah, uh, with yourselves, um, but my love of photography has just grown. Do you know what I mean? Uh, at the moment, I really love doing like street photography, um, and landscapes and nature photography as well. Yeah, well, that that's that's one of the main things that we've kind of invited you on to talk about is is the street photography that you've been shooting. Um, and for those people that that you know are on eye photography, you can obviously have a look at a lot of uh, George's work in the gallery. But it's some really really innovative images. Um, you know, street photography is one of those areas that I say for new photographers maybe, but even you know I've been doing it for many years, and I I would find it quite. 
um, I can say nerve wracking or just that little bit kind of, um, yeah, I'd probably be just that little bit nervous about kind of approaching strangers or taking pictures maybe without asking, but you seem to do it at, with absolute ease, the range of images that you've got, you know, you've got close-ups, you've got long shots, you've got images where people are kind of actively engaging, they've, they've spotted you in a way and others are a bit more candid, but I mean, overall, how, how do you approach those kind of shots? I think that you probably have quite a few tips that I imagine a lot of people be interested in. Well, first, I never ask at first because I feel if I've, I've got and asked the person if I could take their picture, it's going to take the whole candid uh, image away from it and they're more likely going to pose. Yeah. So I normally take the picture, then go and ask, are they happy with it? Are they happy for me to use it? Oh. Uh, if I get the chance if the person's still there, yeah. I normally try and do that. And does, do, do most people, do they agree? Or, or turn around. I mean, it was like like last night I was out taking uh, some pictures down in Seton Oak Square in Glasgow, and there was this couple with a young child, and uh, they were feeding the pigeons. Mm. So initially, I got the picture of the the the, the mum and the dad feeding the pigeons, and then the woman called me over. They were, they were like, and they asked how much for me to take their picture. So it ended oh. up I ended up doing some pictures for them. In City Oak Square, like sort of family sort of portraits uh, of oh. their kids, uh, just right out of the blue. Oh wow! But they've asked me not to post them on the Facebook page, which is quite a shame, um, yeah. because some of them are they are quite good pictures. But then you get some people will come up to you and they'll, they'll ask you why you're taking their picture, and I'll just say oh, I'm doing street photography and it's part of a thing I do. Mm. And ask them to have an issue with it. And if they turn around and say, yeah, I don't want you to use it, in front of them, I'll sit and I'll delete it and oh. show them I've deleted it off the camera because then I don't want to infringe on... I don't want to go against what they've asked me not to do. So if they've asked me not to use it and uh, and if they want me to delete, to delete the picture, I will delete the picture from the camera, which is a shame. Some It's only happened to me maybe once or twice mm. while I was doing it. And which has been a shame because it has been really good pictures. And, and that that's the trouble, isn't it? That, yeah, you could have a great image, but as you, you've got the morals, you know, about you to, to you know, understand when you don't want to kind of uh, knock people off or you don't want to kind of annoy them or have people following you or shouting you as well. Because there's a lot of street photographers that will be quite brazen um, that will literally kind of get right in your face, take a picture and then almost walk away. And they don't ask for permission. And even if you then approach them afterwards and, and like you say, some people say, you know, can you not use that? I didn't want that happening. It's like, well, there's, there's no law against it really you know as you say you're doing it out of decency you know and, and having kind of a nice moral because you've then got to go back out onto those streets um you know in the future and you may cross paths with these people again as well so you don't i imagine want to have those conversations over and over so it's it's quite nice but it's also nice that you said it's only happened to you do you say a couple of times a couple of times yeah only a couple of times it's happened to me um yeah. so i've been quite lucky that way um i also have a rule as well i don't take picture for children yeah i mean it's a rule in that I don't take any pictures of children unless I'm, if somebody's actually asked me to do like that couple last night. Mm. Uh, it's a rule in that I mean, uh, um, I'd normally avoid taking pictures of children, and that's an area I stay away from. Yeah, taking pictures of children, especially when it's not your own, especially when you're that's looking it. to use it with your own, yeah, your own uh, sort of Facebook to promote your own sort of stuff. You're, you're so right. And, you know, it's it's a shame in a, in a way that, you know, it, it can't be done, you know, as naturally as taking photographs of adults. But I think the 
the stigma around it, which, you know, obviously is not, you know, true and affects, you know, it's true of every photographer with a camera, you know, it's been that kind of small selection of people that, that have used it kind of covertly or, or, or for underhand reasons, et cetera. But it does spoil it for the rest of the rest of everybody that's doing it. But it's it's good, probably a good safe rule, I'd say, to have in place anyway. I mean, given a lot of what you shoot anyway, um, you've got so much interest, you know, you've got so much variety of expressions, interactions, just with adults. I, I, you know, I think you're absolutely fine with what you cover anyway, as well, as opposed to kind of diversing and adding in, in children in there. But with all the successes that you've had, I imagine, like you said, you know, you get your people sometimes kind of asking you to delete pictures, et cetera. But do you have any other difficulties within street photography or any, any frustrations that you're trying to improve on in your work? Sometimes... It's when I've got the, maybe have the camera in the wrong sort of setting or the wrong shutter, uh, sort of shutter speed, and you mm. sort of lose the moment uh, because I shoot fully manual. Do you know what I mean? I don't use so it's fully manual. I use all the time, so I don't use uh, anything but fully manual. So that's what I tend to do. Um, so it maybe like like when the picture was taken, uh, the area I went into ended up being quite dark, and it didn't look like my exposure, and mm. they ended. The ISO going up quite high and ended up making quite a grainy picture. Uh, so stuff right. like that. So it's just watching, uh, just keep a constant eye on what I'm doing. Yeah. Sometimes worth it, you could you could lose what you're going to take if you're being too um if you've been too on your settings, you know what I mean? If you're too concentrating too much on your settings. So normally before I go out, normally what I'll do is I normally use a grey card for my white balance All before right. I'll go out and shoot uh, and set my white balance on the camera before I'll go out. So I use a grey card for that. Yeah. And I normally have that with me. And so many times during when I'm out, I maybe stop maybe twice and just double check my my, my grey card uh, make sure it's still okay that way. Yeah. That's really interesting because you don't don't hear many people using it um, that often these days. Because normally, normally, you know, white balance in cameras, automatic white balance is, is pretty good. Um, but obviously, if you want to kind of uh, kind of tweak it a little bit for a certain effect, then then using, as you say, like gray cards and custom white balances are really really helpful. Um, but it, it's nice that you consider that. I mean, you know, thinking about it now with the images that I've seen of yours in the gallery. I never really kind of talk about kind of the tone of colors so much. So, you know, you've obviously got a good balance there and everything does look quite natural, which obviously for street photography is one of the kind of the main basis. You want everything to look very genuine, very authentic, really. And but I mean, kind of continuing that, that kind of, you know, the approach effectively to, to street photography, but looking at it at a little bit more of in a holistic way, in a sense, you know, what what does kind of photography mean to you in general? I suppose what I'm saying is that you know, are you wanting to become a photographer for a creative pleasure or are you wanting to kind of build a portfolio from street photography in a business? I mean, why, why do you do street photography? Believe it or not, I think the reason I love street photography, I'm quite a shy person, believe it or not, and I'm not a sort of person who normally could go up and talk to people. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm actually quite a shy person. And I, and I don't understand why I've been drawn to street photography, considering like my nature, being a, a, quite a shy and a sort of personal. Mm -hmm. I, I keep myself to myself, you know what I mean, sort of idea. I'm just drawn to I'd love, I'm just, I, I think like everybody with this photography, they're, they're trying to find a niche where, where they want to be. 
Yeah. And at this moment in time, street photography, but I mean, it's, it's maybe because it, there was a few street photographers watching on like YouTube or been uh, looking up to, like, like Sean Tucker and um, a guy called David uh, Gowlandin. I mean, who, who, David Gowlandin, he's based, he's Glasgow based. Oh, right. And he'd done a lot of stuff uh, back in the, I think it was in the 90s. It was to do with the the gang crime, the knife wars in Glasgow. Yeah, and he'd done like a, a couple of videos. Uh, he'd done like a couple of documentaries, but he also uses photography through it as well. And stuff like that, what actually really got me into going out and doing it. The street photography, even looking at uh, a guy called is it Don uh, McCullen? Yep, yeah, as Don well. McCullen. What looking just? Uh, I think it was these sort of guys that inspired me to go out and do it uh, to get into street photography. That's um, it's, it's, it's really good, Lucy, say that, you know, you've got some some inspiration that, that kind of gives you that boost. Um, yeah, I've, I know I, I know of uh, Sean Tucker's work. I, I really, really love a lot of the work that he does. And it did kind of get me um, quite interested into um, changing cameras, really, because I think at the time, maybe I had like a DSLR and he talked about, I think he was maybe using a Fuji system at the time, or at least he, he was kind of reviewing one in the context of street photography. And it just showed how accessible and how mobile it is that, you know, you don't need to go out with tons of equipment. I, I mean, for, for yourself, for example, then, George, I mean, what, what do you go out and shoot with? What, what kind of camera and lenses do you have? The camera I use at the moment is a Canon 60D I'm using at the moment. And the lens I tend to use when I'm doing street photography is probably it's a 28 to 135 mil. Right, yeah, lens. so you, you cover quite a wide range. And do you find that gives you, you know, flexibility in what you shoot when you're out so you don't have to change lenses all the time? Yeah, but I normally have like my camera bag with more lenses and that in it, but I don't tend to change. I normally stick to that lens. I find that a really quite a good lens because it means you're not right in the person's face. You've got that distance away from them mm-hmm. for doing the picture, but also at the same time, if you are closer, you've got the, the ability there, the zoom range or the, um, the focal range you need for doing what you need to do for taking the, the pictures. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a probably a good thing because the I imagine with street photography, you know, I've I've done it once or twice. Um, I really, really love, you know, what people capture, and I, and I love looking at other people's images. But I think, like yourself, you know, I have a, a slightly introverted personality, and I don't always feel that I have that confidence to to go out and kind of you know be so bold and to kind of photograph people as they're looking at you. I, I do like kind of capturing people at work, et cetera, but, but ultimately, yeah, I think the idea of uh, packing light is, is an important thing. So it just means you can move around a little bit and because Glasgow is a big city. I mean, do you, do you travel, do you walk around a lot or do you go to the same places over and over again? I try and I mainly run city center. I sort of try and cover the sort of, uh, sort of similar area. I normally go to like George square, yep. Enoch square. And like um, the Merchant City and the uh, Buchanan Street, you normally get a good range uh, mm-hmm. from there. You've got a lot of different people who hang around in different areas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, um, you've got like a lot of like refugees and different things. Maybe yeah. I don't know if it's right to say it, but maybe if they're sort of adopted like George Square. Is a sort of area they hang around the same as Enoch Square, and that's well, where you t- tend to find a lot of these people. Exactly, and that's that's kind of what you know stands out in street photography. I suppose, like any form of photography, you're looking for an interesting subject. 
if you just had somebody walking down the street in jeans and t-shirt, it may not look as eye-catching or as, as creative or as powerful as somebody in maybe quite an outlandish outfit, you know, or somebody doing something kind of quite unusual. And that's, I suppose, what you've got to look for. And if you know where to find your, where to find those types of people or personalities, whether it's, you know, around a, a club or a, sh- a, a shopping center or, or whatever it may be, then yeah, it may just have to hang around those places. And, you know, you, you know, you're going to see something. You just maybe don't know when it is. Because <laughs> I was actually talking to another person that did street photography and they were, I showed them some of my stuff and they, they tend, they had a certain group of people they tend to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, like I tend to try and shoot a wide range because I believe every, I believe everybody has a story to tell through their life. Yeah. And with street photography, what I feel is you're for that short moment of time, you're actually able to step into their time, their his, and be part of their life for a very very short moment. And that's the great thing I love about street photography because you're actually getting the opportunity to step into their time for that short moment of time yeah, and caption a part of their history as it's happening and part of their life. Because at the end of the day, everything was happening. It's history, it's history in the making. Do you know what I mean? So yes. even, even though it's not a big, massive event, like the Queen's birthday or the Scottish Parliament opening and stuff like that, but it's still at the same time, everything was happening in somebody's life is it's part of history in the making. Yeah. And that's the great thing I love about street photography. You're catching some of the, some of that. Yeah, and you're just so right. I, you know, couldn't have said it better that you are you're capturing moments, you know, in people's lives, and especially that you're capturing them in it, you know, and, and in such a candid way. They're not pictures, you know, when people are out shopping, etc. They think, you know, I'm going to take a picture of me kind of shopping, etc. So you're capturing a view of them that they maybe never have contemplated, you know, and in the context and the surroundings that they've never stopped to think, you know, I'll need to take a picture here. Uh, so it, it shows individuals in, in different lights. I'm, I'm just looking at some of your pictures now, some of the recent ones, and you've got a lady that looks like she's in an apron. Maybe she's dashing to work, a couple of other people, um, kind of just meandering on the streets and people buy telephone boxes. So they're, they're all, like you said, all people doing different things and life is being lived out in such a unique way. And, and between people's, um, you know, the <coughs> poses, their looks, their expressions, their interactions with others. Some of them are directly kind of interacting with the camera and looking at you. Others are completely unaware of what's going on. And either way, as you said, it lets you into their lives just for a couple of moments, you know, and it's, it's frozen there forever. Um, and do you ever get to send, um, do ever people kind of ask you to send them the pictures that you take if they see you? They've never asked um, for the pictures that get sent, but obviously they, they have asked if I've, I've got Facebook or Instagram. <clears throat> so I've normally directed them to that. So that then means they can see the rest of my pictures. Oh, that's good. That's nice pictures. Prom- promoting you a little bit as well. You get a little bit more people kind of coming to look at your, your photos as well, which is a good thing. But I mean, looking further ahead now, I suppose, you know, that you've kind of got a really, really good handle upon your street photography and, you know, you you know what you're doing in that sense. You, do you have any projects that are coming up that you're, you're looking to kind of embark on, whether it's in street photography or, or something else? Well, I have a project I'm waiting to come up um, and I'm just waiting to get the time to go with them. I've actually been authorised to go with uh, one of the ambulance crews and to capture a day in the life of the ambulance service oh, with brilliant. one of the crews. So I'll go out and actually spend the day with the crew and the ambulance and I'll go round with them as they're going through their calls and actually documenting their day. 
So it'll actually start off from the beginning when they're in in the station. <clears throat> Why the from the very beginning, from when they start their shift, from when they're doing the vehicle check and from when they're doing their their equipment check in the back of the ambulance and up to with the bone calls and actually documenting it from that for the end of their shift. That so it's basically going for the whole uh, trying to get the whole t- the the highlight what the ambulance service is doing and yeah and just to document it yeah it's something uh, I'm, sorry it's something i'm looking to do over maybe like a few times you know what i mean i know i'm not able going to capture everything i need to on least one shooting so what i'm organ what i've got arranged is to do over a number of days and to take in day shift and night shift and go yeah. out with them because you're going to get a lot of different things as well oh, so that's one so that's one of the projects I've got going, and another project I've got going as well. I'm just we're just waiting for the final part of the uh, uh, restrictions to be lifted, and I am going to go back into what the ambulance stations, and I'm doing portrait shots of the crews. Um, we started doing this before lockdown. Sorry, we started doing this uh, just around about lockdown as a, a to help build morale and to lift spirits with the crews because they're going through quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And a good friend of mine, he was a, a manager with the ambulance service within one of the stations and invited me in to go and uh, to do this. So I started off doing this with one of the stations. So the whole idea is to try and cover and get all the stations within Glasgow. There are about seven stations in Glasgow, so we're going to try and get all these stations in Glasgow and just get the pictures of the individual either themselves or with a shift mate. That's uh, fantastic. For them. So that's another thing we're looking at. That's going to keep you busy just on top of your work anyway, you know, to, to do all that. I mean, it, it's really nice to say that you're, that you're doing it to begin with because ambulance service, paramedics, anybody that's working in the medical world across the whole world, you know, in this past year or so um, deserves full recognition. And But being able to kind of visually document it through photography to show them what they, to show what they go through, as you say, the day shifts, the night shifts. Um, I, I think that would be a really, really interesting project, you know, and something very unique. I can't think of anything I've ever seen like that before where people be able to get to be so up close in such serious situations. I think it's uh, it'll be kind of quite a quite a big thing to to do as well. But I bet it'd be really really exciting. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, really really looking forward to doing That's it. Superb, lovely. Well, we'll definitely you'll definitely have to kind of share the pictures with us so we, we we can kind of see what you've done when you when you finished it or when it's all released. But um, so I want to come to one of our uh, favorite questions, George. This is something you you probably be aware of if you've listened to previous episodes. We call it our time travel question. So something we ask everybody that if you could kind of take yourself and all your knowledge and, and wealth of information about photography now and go back in time to when you kind of first picked up that like that thirty five millimeter camera that you were talking about at the start. What is a one particular bit of information that you could kind of give your younger self that you think would make photography i suppose a bit easier for you i think it would be there'd be a number of things probably probably to stick at it do you know what i mean and um, listen to advice you're given from other people i know not all advice you're given is um right but all advice is good advice bad or um or not bad do you know what i mean so I think probably just to listen and to take more time uh, when out shooting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the that's, thing I'll be at. 
I think that that's really good advice. It doesn't have to be complicated or anything like that. You know, I I, th- I could understand that. I think advice is is extremely helpful. Um, as you say, you know, it's it's everything with photography. To, well, to a large degree, is subjective, and even advices as well. That some people may like something and they may dislike something. Um, but it comes down to the individual. You know, at, at the end of the day, to decide whether they you know recrop an image or recolor it or whatever they do based on the back of that advice. But if they don't like it then it, it's up to that original person because it, it's it's portrayal of your work and you know it's you're saying something about yourself as well as the subject so you've got to be a hundred percent happy with it so yeah if you if you don't agree with the advice then by all means you can look into it you can kind of try the changes if you don't agree that's fine that's your choice as well no one's there is no kind of exact right or wrong with photography which sometimes makes it harder to learn um but it, it allows a lot more kind of creativity uh, in it all as well so so well said um you mentioned before about instagram um where can people kind of check out a little bit more of your photography do you have any uh, uh, websites uh, portfolios or is uh, you all over social social media um on facebook uh, which is a george walker photography Uh, on facebook and i'm also on instagram which is also george.walker.photography superb i'm on both of them excellent well what we'll do we'll make sure we get those links from you properly and we'll put them into the uh into the description of wherever you're listening to this podcast so you can check out more of george's work anyway um but george i just want to say thank you so much it's been really really insightful to understand your approach you know what what you've got coming up and say that that ambulance project sounds absolutely brilliant um but you know as you say you know how you kind of approach street photography because it is something that i think a lot of people are interested in but i think there's a lot of nervousness about how people go around kind of approaching people or, or shooting people on the cuff you know at distances so i think you've kind of given kind of quite a good little bit of information that i hope hopefully people are uh, found very useful so uh it would be lovely to have you back on in a, in a future episode especially once you've finished your uh, ambulance project and maybe we can chat and have a look through some of the pictures about then if that's okay yeah that would be great yeah superb lovely well thank you very very much for joining us on the show today then george uh, again if you're listening to this and if you've not uh, subscribed then please do so and you can listen to more of iPhotography's uh, podcasts um, but from myself i just want to say thank you very much to george uh, and we'll see you in the future george thank you Stephen. thank you for having me bye-bye bye-bye, bye-bye.